Blog Talk Radio. Two 
hours and change. So we're going to have us a good time today. Of course, we got the songs of the day for you, which is great. Uh, maybe we're going to take you down a little reggae road today. But before we get into all that, let me tell you how you can be a part of this show. The easiest way is just call me at 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletslettstalk at gmail.com. And our chat room hopefully will be open here soon. Uh, sometimes it takes a while. I'm often enough time to open up. But we'll see if we can get that open for you at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And as I said before, we do look forward and we encourage you. We really, really, really encourage you to um, call in. Let us hear what you, what's on your mind and what you got to say. You know what I mean? Because we have nothing but time on our hands, people. Nothing but time. All right, so those are all the things we're going to talk about today. Um, Yeah. Ah, let's see. My co-host, P. Ross, she should be along here in a little bit. And, um, you know, bring her aboard. Hey, this train here. And uh, we're going to be all right. Okay? So, with all that being said, let's go on and knock the song of the day out the way. And uh, we'll be right back after the song. All right? It's uh, Third World. Yeah, I know who Third World is, right? I know some of y'all do. You know, it came up, bad boy, bad boy, what you gonna do, what you gonna do, what you gonna do for you, yeah, well, we got another song for him today, it's called, You're Playing Us Too Close, y'all enjoy, we'll be back in a few. Thank you. 
And my grandfather used to say to me, Brother B, trust no shadow of the dark. And it's not till I grew to be a man that I understand what the old brother was talking about. You see, some people take the liberty to treat you any way they want to. They feel sometimes that you don't have no dignity. But brother, fire them most for still and think a cool breeze. <laughs> Better watch out. Easy squeeze makes no riot, my virgin. We play not much too close. So what? Don't you people out there all get up off your backside to do something for the world? For every living boy, woman, man, and girl. There's hungry people all over. Starving. Have no place to lay their heads. Don't play us so close. Don't play us so close. Don't play us so close. Cause just say, all the musicians shall be there
Let me know what's on your mind. What you think about today? You know, the day is uh, open mic Monday. So, which means you get to, get to control what we talk about today. And I really want to know what's on your mind. There's so much going on. You know, I can't keep up with it all. That's why I have you out there so you can keep catch what I miss. <laughs> That's always a good thing, right? Of course it is. Of course it is. So, with all that being said, let's talk about some things here. Uh, to my co-host get here, because we we got we got some things we need to talk about. Number one, let's talk about this national emergency that um, Fortified took and declared on last Friday, uh, Friday past, which is a very very interesting thing indeed. Now, as you probably all have heard uh, from the, the Sunday shows and what have you. This man has said he didn't need to do it, but he just wanted to get things done faster. Well, here's the problem with that, getting it done faster. It may not get done at all before the 2020 elections. Now, some of you say, well, now, how is that? He just declared national. Well, because the, 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 the Democrats are talking about suing. The states are talking about suing, which means this, this thing can be tied up in the court systems forever. I mean, at least a year or two, at least, you know, 2020 is right around the corner, which means this this whole case right here uh, would still be standing right there looking at whoever's running for office, you know, for the president uh, next year, which creates a whole other issue in itself because now you you got the political games that's going to be that are being played not going going to be played that are actually being played right now as we speak and that was the purpose of going ahead and, and saying look okay I'm not I see I'm not going to get the money I want for this wall through congress so they be going to declare a national emergency now as i said before you know when you look at this you shake your head and everybody does Valid points on both sides of this issue of whether a wall is needed, whether a wall is not needed. Okay, there's valid points on both sides, but the question comes back to: Was it really necessary to 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 do this uh, national emergency? Was it really necessary? No, it wasn't. I mean, the man stood up in the rose garden and said and said just that the other day. It really didn't need to be done. But see, this this is how the game is played these days, y'all. This is this is how the game is played. So now let, let's look at this thing. When, when we start talking about how long it's going to be, because see, what you have to think about is the court system is going to have to go through. Okay. Now, what the president is doing, he he's he's trying to play his hand. He already knows he's got to go through uh, ninth ninth circuit court in San Francisco. All right, they didn't dealt him blows before on his immigration thing, so he's not expecting them in that one. However, there's another one, the fourth or fifth district court, I think it is, that may have to hear this case as well. Uh, he may get a little reprieve there because that's more of a, a conservative court right there. But the push comes to sub and it goes to the Supreme Court. Now that's where it will be getting it will get kind of interesting. Because let's not forget that um, the president has appointed two Supreme Justices since he's been in office. Now, let's not forget that. 
So right now, there's a 5-4 conservative, uh, you know, 5-4 conservative judges to 4, liberal judges, I guess you can say. Now, the wild card in this whole thing would be uh, Chief Justice John Roberts because he has proven not to really be on one side or the other. So he, he will be the swing swing vote in, in this situation. But as we know, that could take years before it even gets to that point. But why 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 is everybody deciding to want to um, sue on this thing here? Why is it that no one really wants this wall up? Well, besides, you know, some of the farmers they're not gonna lose their land. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. They're gonna lose their land. They're not going to get paid what the land is worth, and and that's that's part of their livelihood. When you talk about the farming and and things of that nature down there in these areas that they're talking about, you know, and you know everybody keeps asking, well, what is this national emergency? What is this thing? What what you know? Where did it come from? All right, so let me tell you what it actually is. Because he has enacted this under the national, uh, the National Emergency Act of 1976. Okay, and the only thing it does authorize the president to declare a national emergency. A declaration under the National Emergency Act triggers emergency authorities contained in other federal statutes. Past National Emergency Act declarations have addressed, among other things the imposition of export controls and limitations on transactions and property from specified nations. A national emergency was declared in 2001 after the September 11th terrorist attack and has been renewed every year since then. Okay? Um, so why did Trump do this? He said he really didn't need to do this. Well, as this thing says, as the definition she said, "There's other agencies that that involve gets involved when a uh, national emergency is declared. Now, the problem here, and the big fight over this whole thing is what money. All right, I need money for my wall. I need money for my wall. So since he can't get it from Congress, what he has decided to do is invoke the National Emergency Act of 1976 and look in other places to find money. Yeah, that's basically what's happened." You know, and right now he's talking about redirecting $6.7 billion. Okay? And guess where it's coming from, y'all? The Treasury, the U.S. Treasury Forfeiture Fund. Now, we, we already know what that is, right? That's when they're taking other folks' property, money, and assets and, and sitting them down. That's what all that is. And then the DOD Defense Fund for Counter Drug Program and Military Construction Budget. Okay? You know, and that, that money there is set aside for military projects, whether it is to upgrade housing, uh, military housing, uh, base repairs, things of that nature. So that's where this money is going to be coming from. But was it necessary? Was it necessary? Is it necessary? To, to be going through all this rigmarole when there's still no guarantee that this so-called wall, barrier, fence, whatever you want to call it, will be built by 2020. There's no guarantee. 
because it's going to be tied up in court. Now, let's be honest. Congress can go ahead and, and, and put a vote to the floor and say, hey, we're going to say, nope, we we, we we closing this thing down. There is no national, emer- national emergency, and no, we're not going to authorize it. Okay? That's another thing Congress can't do. But then on top of that, like a big bowl of spaghetti, the meatball would be, what? The president can veto it, and then we back where we started at right now. So for those out there that's getting your pennies all in the butt, that's arguing with friends and things of that nature, uh, arguing with your friends, you know, you're losing friends or you you sh- you shutting friends out because they want the wall, you don't want the wall, you don't want the wall, they want uh, so forth. Stop pulling your hair out, man. Okay? Because, number one, it has nothing to do with the American people. It has nothing to do with the Mexican people, the Hispanics or Latinos, however you want to call it. It has nothing to do with that. This is all about a political game that's being played heading toward the 2020 election. That's what it's all about. I told you that in the beginning. That's what it was about. I mean, let's be honest. Where is the emergency? Where is the emergency? You know, a national emergency. There is no national emergency. Not at the border. There's none. But yet, that's the story you continue to hear, continue to hear, continue to hear. And it's not hard to figure out what is what's doing, what's being said. Because the more it's repeated, the more it gets into the heads of individuals, the more they start believing, and the more you start repeating the same thing. Now, all of a sudden, you got a whole line of people going around saying, well, there is a national bird at the border. There are these caravans coming, and they're just coming across the border like left and right. And they're bringing drugs, and they're bringing and they're human trafficking. And, yeah, they're doing all that, but not at the the, the, the National emergency type pace Then What also you forgetting is the, 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 the promise was Not only was the wall going to be built But Mexico was going to pay for the wall Remember that right Mexico was going to pay for the wall And to this day Mexico The president no matter who it is Is still saying we're not paying for Jack buddy that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Now, if you want to get technical, technically technical, Mexico, United States, uh, Salvador, all of them are, are basically violating international law. But we do understand that in the United States of America, international law means nothing. Means nothing. Because that's not what we fall under. You have to keep that in mind. You know, that's that's not who we fall under. That's not what we're going to fall under. It's not going to happen. Okay? <laughs> now, the, another challenge to this national emergency is only Congress has the authorization, okay, to, to 
to for money, for federal appropriations. Okay? Congress say yes, no, yes, no. But once again, with this nice mercy, the president can go and pull money from wherever he wants to at this time to, quote, unquote, build his wall. But as the argument continues to flow along party lines, you know, even in, in the public where you have the, the base, the, the Trump base, and then you have those, the quote-unquote liberals, as, as a lot of people would like to say, you know, then you have those with common sense of saying, hey, you know, what is this big deal? I've said it here on the show. The, 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 the solution is easy. The solution is easy if you take the politics out of the, out of the whole equation. Say, look, I misspoke. The, uh, okay, it was part of the campaign. Everybody knew it was lying. Everybody knew they went to Mexico wasn't paying for no freaking wall. We knew that already. And for those of you that didn't know that, well, I don't know. I got some land down in Louisiana in the swamp, I need to say. Prime, prime land for you. Already cleared out, ready to build on. You know, look, as I said before, let's work on the, the, the part of the barriers or whatever that's dilapidated need to be repaired. Where there aren't any, let's finish building some there. Simple. That's easy, right? Right. That's easy. But then again, where does where does common sense start and, and, and where stop and, and, and political gains begin? Number one, what Trump is really getting, besides he's just, you know, not a, a liked individual and that, 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 that bothers him because he's one of those individuals that needs to be liked. He wants to be considered the best and the best at this and the greatest at that, and he's just not. So now on one side, you got the ego game, all right? Now, when you start looking at the Democratic side of the house, they say, uh-huh, we got you now. Oh, we got you. We got you. Because remember all those times when y'all blocked this by President Obama, y'all blocked that of President Obama, y'all complained about this when President Obama did this declaration and did that declaration. Oh, it's payback time now. It's payback time. And the other interesting part of this whole thing is when Nancy Pelosi won the Speaker of the House, that made it even more difficult for Trump because, number one, she's not a rookie. She's been there for a long time. She's been Speaker of the House before. So she definitely has a more juice than Trump has dealt with before. You know? But the question goes back once again, and I think whenever you have any president in office and his own party is in control of Congress and things don't get done, and then it's depending on the next uh, Congress to do it, and they lose the majority, is why didn't this happen when Paul Ryan was in charge? 
when the Republicans had both houses. I mean, you know, had the House and the Senate. Why wasn't taking care of these? Why wasn't it? If it was such a priority, if it was something that had to be done, needs to be done, it, it very rarely came up. The discussion very came up about a wall, a barrier, a fence, whatever it's being called these days. Who, I mean, you know, what happened? Why wasn't it done then? Now we in the fucking well, the Democrats control the House, the Republicans has the Senate. And you really expect something to happen? No. 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 That's like you got a stepbrother up here, he don't like you, he don't like your parents, he don't like nothing you do. And then you got the biological son down here and he's trying to do everything he can and the stepchild say, Uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. I control everything right now. And you're going to do what I want you to do. And that's where we are with this thing. That's where we are right now. That even after all this this, this, this great, great uh, uh, um, news conference that is being put out and all this great stuff that is being said, believe me, this thing is not going to be done by 2020. Because if it goes to the courts, it's not going to happen. So what do you have in the deal? What you have is more talking points for both political sides to jump on and accuse the other. The Republicans are going to say, "Well, you see, the Democratic Party—they just don't—they just don't care about the American people. Uh, they don't care about national security. They won't open borders. Blah 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 blah." Then, uh, right now, there's only one person running for the Republicans, and you know who that is. And of course, he's going to keep saying, "Well, you know." I've done this and I've done that, and the Democrats are against this and that. It's the same old thing, same old rigmarole, same old crap they feed us on a daily basis. But yet, we still haven't learned. We still haven't learned. It's not about the American citizens. It's not about what's best for the American citizens. It's not. It's about what's best for the political parties, or both of the political parties, the major political parties. Because you have others out there, you know, they're doing their own little thing right now, but it really doesn't matter because they don't run anything. They do not run anything at all. So what do you do about this wall? What do you do uh, at this st- about this stalemate that is going on right now? What do you do? You go on with your life. That's what you do. You go on with your life. Because this battle, or whatever they want to call it, has nothing to do with the American people. It has nothing to do with the American people at all. all political theater, political ploy for the upcoming 2020 election. And if you listen to listen to any of the speeches that are given or news conferences or whatever you want to call, basically that's what they're saying. 
They're getting their ducks in a row. They're coming up with issues so they know who to blame for this, who to blame for that, who to blame for that, to sway whoever is going to vote for in the 2020 election. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You know, you have 45 and he's claiming, well, the caravan is coming. There's another caravan coming. Well, heck, there's caravan coming all the time. Do you really think just because he puts up a a wall, barrier, fence, whatever, they're going to stop coming? Now, don't get it wrong. Statistics have shown. Statistics have shown that, uh, you know, immigration, I mean, uh, you know, it's down. People trying to cross it down. But that's been a trend that has been happening for the last few years. It's not, it's, see, it, 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 it's words that said and how they said that, that, that gets people upset, that gets people all hyped. We already know Trump's base is very excitable. They're very, very excitable. He he has he doesn't have to have to have any facts. All that he has to do is say it in his most unique way, over and over and over and over again. Because the people are not going to go and look and see is it any truth to it. And then on the other hand, you have the people, the, the so-called Democrats, they're just as bad. Because they're going to take whatever's in, in, in the news feed and go with that. They're just as bad. You feed the sheep what you want the sheep to eat. And they shall not stray from what you feed them. This is a very interesting thought process, isn't it? But it's been going on for years, not with just this administration. I think this administration it has it has become more uh, a more uh, transparent view of what's really go what really happened. But honestly speaking, this guy here he's no worse than the rest of them. They all had them have their moments. See, while we're stuck here in the present, they're already planning for two or three years down the line. They already know. And believe me, starting, I would say about January, maybe a little sooner than that, uh, maybe uh, October, you're going to start seeing them coming through your neighborhoods. Everybody wants to have town hall meetings now. What is bothering the people? What's really on their mind? Not because, <laughs> not because you um they really care, but because it's it's getting that time and the narrative has to change for their favor. Speaking of twenty twenty election, let's look at. I mean, look how many people are joining the. the the side of the face off against Trump. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And believe it or not, depends on how many of them end up running for the presidency. 
you know, that could work in his favor where he could actually be elected again. But then again, nobody wants to know all that yet. It's too early to talk about that. For the normal Joe, for the sheep, it's too early to talk about that. But for the politicians themselves, oh, they're already in the game. They're already well ahead of the game. They're there. And we need to catch up. We really do. We, we, we need to catch up. We do. All right, y'all, so it's open mic Monday, so if you got anything you want to talk about, add to what I'm saying or comment on what I'm saying, hey, the number is 347-838-8622. You email me, ericletstalk at gmail.com, and the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk, okay? So, and then again, you know, then you got the talking head. You know, it's interesting that uh, – you have people like Lush Limbaugh, you know, and uh, Ann Coulter, Sean Hannity. You know, it's interesting how they control the narrative of what goes on as well. Yes, I listen to Lush Limbaugh. I have to listen to this guy. You know, I do. I listen to him. It's very interesting some of the things he has to say, not to say I agree with him. He has some points every now and then, but it's interesting to to to, to watch how the ebb and flow goes with with these individuals that are supposed to be the talking heads of the conservatives. Now, if you're paying attention, Ann Coulter just did a, a 360, and now she's <laughs> she called him 45 an idiot. She nearly did. And, of course, in 45 years away, what did he say? I don't follow her. Of course not, because you stopped following her. You did while she was saying nice things about you. But when she started digging into you, you said, I don't follow her. Lush Limbaugh, you know, he, he's one of those individuals, you listen, but you listen very carefully. You listen very carefully. Because the same thing that he's touting and, and, and applauding, 45 foot, it's the same thing that he tried to rip uh, 44. How does that work? How does that work? See, that's not for me and you to figure out. What it is for, for me and you to follow suit and get all riled up and go outside and fuss at your neighbor and hold your neighbor down and tell him and call ICE and, and tell him you don't belong in this country, speak English and what have you. Isn't it amazing how you travel all around the world, all around the world, and we are the only country that expects every other country to speak our language? I didn't say require, I said expect. Isn't that interesting? Most citizens in, in, in foreign countries or other countries, they speak two or three languages fluently. Fluently. But here in this country, huh, you better speak English. 
course, most of most of the people in this country have no idea what English is. <laughs> Let's be honest. They, they, we don't. But that's what we require. And no, anybody comes over here that's not speaking it. Oh my goodness, no, no, you're a foreigner. You don't belong here. So you have an arrogant president. You have arrogant citizens. And where has that gotten us so far? What has that gotten us? It's amazing how the vice president goes to a foreign country, mentions the president's name, and there's nothing but silence. Is that a good thing? I don't think so. Or you talk another a foreign minister of another country to put you in for a Nobel Peace Prize, and then you brag about it. Really? Is that what we're doing now? We beginning to be the big bully again? Oh, you're going to nominate me. If you don't nominate me, dang it, we're going to slap some tariffs on you. Really? What is that about? What is that about? But then again, you have those in the back. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about right there. He got nominated too because he told you that. You didn't go and look and see what the circumstances was behind him being nominated. You didn't even know it was done until he said it. And if you were like me when you heard it, you just were like, yeah, right. Then you go to D. Then you go to look. You go to research. You go to you look to find stuff. Like, ah, that's what it was. Yeah. So Japan, they get some, get out of their little um, what's Japan? Yeah, I think it's Japan. They get out of the little tariff that was going to be put on them. They nominate him for the Nobel Peace Prize, knowing he wasn't going to go no close to winning. But that's the way the world works, right? That's the way our country is. We're proud of it. We're glad to be here. And if we have to rape the citizens to get what we want, that's what will happen. Oh, but let's not forget that uh, we will. We will go in and help others um, with their quest for democracy, as we call it. Even if that means going in and tearing down regimes, you know, getting rid of quote-unquote dictators, bringing liberation to countries. And then after we've done all that, we will stay and help rebuild and bring democracy and freedom to these individuals. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Until you go over there and look and see exactly what's really going on. <laughs> so you see exactly what's going on. You know, how are at one moment you're fighting the Taliban, the next moment you're negotiating with the Taliban? Huh? I thought we was in in, in, in Afghanistan to get rid of the Taliban, get rid of ISIS, 
so the Afghan people can live free. But you over there negotiating with them. You know why? Because the Taliban has oil, y'all. I know y'all have that. Many people don't know that. The Taliban has oil. And these negotiations haven't just started. They've been going on for some years. But you're not going to hear that. See, that's why when they start talking about coming out of these countries, it sounds good on paper. We pull so many out. But there's always going to be a presence there to protect whatever interest that's there. And nine times out of ten, y'all, is that black gold. Because they want to run a pipeline through there. But they ain't going to tell you that. They're not going to tell you that because they don't want you to realize that a lot of things that's being said as far as bring democracy and liberation is to do nothing but bring money to their pockets. That's what it's about. And if you have the biggest and the baddest army there is, oh, yeah, you can do that. You can do that. You can go and create whatever trouble you want to. But we're not going to be told all that. We're not. You can't ask about it. You don't need to know that. Only thing you need to know is there's a dictator over here, and we got some problems, and he's causing problems with his people, and we're going to go over there and help his people out. Until people of that country realize what's really going on. And what happens after that? Oh, all of a sudden you start here, get out, get out, get out. But it's too late. We entrenched. We're there now. There's nothing you can do about it because we are there. We put our puppets in office. And if they don't do like we want to, we'll replace them. Of course, we'll say there was an attack by this and an attack by that person or this group. But, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? The normal citizen is not on that type of thinking level. That type of knowledge escapes them. Now, if you don't believe some of the stuff I'm telling you, it's out there. It's out there. It's out there. The propaganda machine is is, is rolling nicely. And it will continue to because no one is holding holding anybody accountable. No, they're not holding anybody accountable. You care less. We tell you this, you're going to believe this, we can go on and do something else while you, you believe in that. <laughs> that is true. The way I see it anyway, that's the truth. But back to the wall, as I was saying. This wall, this 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 thing about the wall, it's not it's not it's a bunch it's a bunch of smoking mirrors. That's all it is. Smoking mirrors. That's what this wall stuff is about. 
is about setting up 2020 for the election. Because we all know Mexico is not paying for a wall. But I can tell you who will eventually pay for it. But did I need to tell you that as well? No. No. I give you benefit on that, uh, doubt on that one. You know who's going to pay for this one, for the wall, the barrier, whatever it's called. You know who's going to pay for it. And you know how it's going to be paid for. Right? Yes. You do. All right. So we're we going to leave that right there for right now. Um. So. Numbers three four seven eight three eight six two two. Email me Eric Let's Talk at Gmail dot com. And the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Hey, you wanna to talk to me about some things? Hey, you know the number. You know how to do it. I just told you how. So <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> we got all the time in the world. It's just me here on the train today. And uh we can do this. Alright. Now with that being said, let's move on to something else that we discussed the last time we was on the air. And I told you I had to go and do some reading up on it because I was just I, I, appalled would not be the correct term to use. I guess as you say I was shocked a little bit uh, about um, New York's new abortion law. You know, because my, my, my friend Joe and the Yankee said, you know, this was like you do abortion up to the, to the time the child was born and what have you. And, and I'm like, no, there's no way that can be done. That's not right. That's not right. That can't be right, is it? Is it correct? That is really, you know, abortion up to the time the child is born? Well, y'all, it, it's kind of, sort of is correct there. It really is. Okay, New York, the state of New York has enacted a new abortion law called the Reproductive Health Act. Okay? Now, this is a very interesting, very, very, very interesting uh, law they have here. Um, New York has one of the highest rates of abortion in the country. One in every three pregnancies ends in abortion. Okay, that's in New York, the state of New York. So, let's see what does this this new law do. What does it actually say about abortion? And what is the wording? Because I always tell y'all, pay attention to the wording of some things. Because, you know, the wording is real interesting, especially when you come to situations like this. The wording, the wording has to be just such to make something legal or illegal. You know what I mean? Um, okay, the new the new law allows abortions. We talking about New York State law now. The new law allows abortion under any of three conditions. It is performed earlier than 24 weeks of pregnancy, in an absence of fetal viability or if necessary to protect the patient's life or health. All right? Absence of fetal viability basically means that the child is stillborn. The, 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 the fetus is dead inside the womb or whatever. 
Okay. Now, so abortion is allowed without any restrictions during the first and second trimesters. Okay. Later than that, the question is how fetal viability and protection of the life and health of the mother are determined. Okay. And those judgments are made according to the practitioner's reasonable and good faith professional judgment based on the facts of the patient's case. It does not impose any objective medical standard. Y'all understand all that? Hmm? I just understand that. Basically what they're saying is, depending on what's going on with the mom, the baby, and what the doctor feels is best. You know, is it the, having the child is going to hurt the mom? Is it, you know, is the child dead? Is the child going to come out with a, a, a disability? All that's left up to the doctor. Hmm. Okay. Um, does and here's here's where the interesting part of this whole thing comes in, because I think, as I said, the wording is important here. Um, it really is the Reproductive Health Act. Uh, does the Reproductive Health Act define human person to exclude unborn children? Now, this is interesting. In addition to the provisions explicitly allowing abortion discussed above, the Reproductive Health Act also modifies sections of New York State Penal Code to eliminate references to abortion. I get this right. Prior to these changes, the definition of homicide included causing the death of a person defined as a human being who has been born and is alive, or of an unborn child if the woman has been pregnant for more than 24 weeks. Prior to these changes, the definition of homicide included causing the death of an unborn child if the woman has been pregnant for more than 24 weeks. All right. After the removal of abortion from the penal code, the existing definition of person as a human being who has been born and is alive remains. But, I got a key word, but, because there's no longer any reference whatsoever to unborn children as possible victims of homicide, the law now effectively excludes them from the definition of human person. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Pro-life advocates have also pointed out that this change in the penal code means that domestic violence resulting in the loss of a pregnancy can no longer be prosecuted as severely as it has been. Now, I'll tell you, the wording is crazy. You know, Homicide. That's murder. That's murder. What are y'all thoughts on that? You know, I, I I really want to talk about this right here. Yeah, I I read what the what the law says, but you know, it, it's really it's confusing, but it's not so confusing. Um, the new law also seeks to deny any recognition or protection of human beings before birth under any circumstances until now. New York has been one of 38 states who, whose homicide statute could apply before birth. 
The law defines homicide as including conduct with conduct which causes the death of an unborn child after 24 weeks. Under circumstances constituting existing categories of homicide, the so-called Reproductive Health Act repealed that language so that deliberately causing the death of a child whose mother never even considered abortion is no crime at all. You know, what's what's wrong with people, y'all? What, what, what's wrong with these folks? What is wrong with these people? Now, I understand, I understand if, you know, there's a problem, you know, there's something, the, the, the life of the mother or the baby could be affected or what have you. I understand that. Uh, you know, I'm not really an abortion type of person, but I understand that, right? So the question remains, though, how can you just justify that? You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of tended to agree with, with, with Joe and, and <coughs> excuse me, I tended to agree with Joe and, and P.A.K. on this. This is this is not a good thing, you know. Well, you can actually have a child born and 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 just leave them to die. But here's here's a, another interesting part that 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 I, I think about when you read stuff like this. You know, <coughs> excuse me, let me get some water here. So here's the question. What do you do? Do you abort the child? Or do you have the child born, put the child up for adoption, put it in foster care, and, 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 and possibly have the child suffer abuse throughout his life because you really don't know who it's going through? I mean, going to, or how the people are? How, how how do you justify this? Come on, y'all, talk to me here. Because I'm really curious about this thing. You know, and, and the terminology, fetal viability. Hmm, that is just crazy. You know, um, could this be another form of Population control. I, I hear somebody saying that in my head right now. Population control. Could this be another form of population control to where we can control what's really going on and who's born? That way you won't have that many Democrats born and you let all the Republicans be born no matter what. <laughs> Because, I mean, let's be real. If you really think about it, only only Democrats are the ones getting abortions anyway, right? Low income, you know, fatherless homes, multiple kids, no way to take care of them on welfare. So this, this makes sense. This law makes sense then, right? 
I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Of course, now let's be honest. Of course, that's what they go. What they want us to to to, to believe anyway, right? That's what they want us to believe. You know, as I said before, I understand up until you know if it's endangering the mother or the child. Okay, I understand. No, I don't. Take the child out. Okay. I don't know about the killing part, but take the child out, C-section, something. Do all you can to protect, and you know. But just to straight up uh, uh, take the child out and let, let the child lay there and die if it's premature or something wrong with it, no, no, that is that is murder, people. I don't care how they word it, what they take out of the statues, that is murder. M-U-R-D-E-R. Yeah, murder. There's no way around it. You know, and then you have this nut job in Virginia, Kathy Tran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this lady here, she 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 yeah, 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 yeah. She she's one of the ones who actually um was advocating for late 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 term abortion. And that's that's what we were talking about, late term abortion. You know, and that's just no, no, no. That's murder. That's murder. Um, infanticide, that's what it's called. I-N-F-A-N-T-I-C-I-D-E. You can check it out. You can check it out. You know, um... It's interesting because what you want here about is, you know, President Obama, he had a little bit to do with this too. He he voted for legal infanticide. But you, okay, all right. I know some of y'all done got mad at me for saying that. But he voted for it too when he was a senator, Illinois State Senator. You know, so this has been around for some time. It really has. But this, this Karen Tran, um, when a Republican colleague asked whether her legislation would allow a pregnant woman at term or in the middle of labor to have an abortion, she said yes. But after a few days of uproar, she attempted a do-over. I should have said clearly no because infanticide is not allowed in Virginia. And what would have happened in, in that moment would be a live birth. So now, but it, it, it's it's legal in New York, though, right? It's legal in New York, and I'm sure it, it happened. This has been going on more than we know about it. You know, hmm. the Supreme Court's abortion jurisprudence compiles the confusion. Because it purports to turn on stage of development, but actually turns on location. The court's rulings are often thought to require abortion to be a legal early, be legal early in pregnancy, but to allow prohibitions later. 
and has often claimed that the government's interest in protecting unborn life increases with fetal age. But the court does not allow governments to prohibit abortion at any stage of pregnancy. It requires that any ban on late-term abortion include an exception allowing it when necessary to promote the health of the pregnant woman with health understood expansively to include mental and emotional health. Governments, governments may prohibit particular methods of abortion. The Supreme Court in 2007 upheld the federal ban on partial birth abortion, but it upheld it in part because other methods remained legal. Wow. <sighs> Man, we just don't cherish life anymore, do we? We don't care. We don't care. Mm-mm. So, I stand corrected, y'all. From what I have just read to you, I guess Joe and Pinky is right. They, you can, they, they can't do it. They can't do it. That's sad. That's very, very sad, but they can't do it. Now, Move it on. <laughs> I, I have so much stuff I can talk to y'all about, man. This is crazy. Um, we're going to move over here to, to Massachusetts, okay? And this falls right along with what we just talked about, um, the abortion and whether it's right or not, if something's wrong with the child. You know, and, and what do you do? What do you do? You know, what, 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 you know, what, what plans do you have? Now, <clears throat> a family court judge in Massachusetts rules that a school can use electric shock as punishment for special needs students. You hear that? Do you hear that? Electric shock as punishment for special needs students. See, now, and, and you go back, you think. If I bring my child in and they have into this world, and they have a special need, you know, or, or the underdeveloped brain or what have you, do I really want to subject them to the, 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 the punishment, the abuse that could happen? Do I really want to do that? You see, it becomes a, a moral, not a, it's, a, it's a moral dilemma then. If you know your child is coming to this world will have some kind of birth defect, you know, uh, um, um, and you're not able to take care of it, what options do you have? What options do you have? Besides abortion, of course, or, you know, just what, what other options do you have? What I would like to hear from women on this one. What, are, what would your thought process be? Because as a man, I really can't really uh, understand the feeling, you know, because I haven't carried a child. Never would be able to carry a child, okay? I'm just going to sit here right up front. But what about women? How, how, how would you feel about that? You know, would you would you be bold enough or would you – as some would say, care enough to actually abort your child? Would you include the father in the in the conversation as well? Could you do it, number one? Interesting. 
interesting thought process. But anyway, um, family court judge Catherine Field denied a motion to stop the use of electric shock on a disabled student, a form of punishment that has been controversial for years after news of the practice first reached the public in 2013. When video surfaced of an 18-year-old student receiving dozens of shocks for refusing to take off his jacket. Wow. The judge said the state failed to demonstrate that there is now a professional consensus that the level three aversive treatment used at JRC does not conform to the accepted standard of care for treating individuals with intellectual and developmental disability. Now, this is what Judge Fear wrote in her decision. Can you imagine that? Your child going to school and, and they, they misbehave just because they want to put on the jacket and, and you just get, they go and get shocked. That's, uh, isn't that along the lines of torture? Isn't that something that the Geneva Convention supposedly outlawed years ago? But you're using it on students now? And then to be a judge and you sit up here and you actually make that statement like there's nothing wrong with it? Really? Really? Records show that at least 58 students at the school have received shocks as of August 2017. Wow. A statement from the JRC parents reads, as parents whose children attend and receive treatment at the Judge Rothenberg Education Center, JRC, we welcome the coach's ruling and repudiation of Massachusetts government officials at the Department of Developmental Service who acted in bad faith and permissibly made treatment decisions for JRC clients, our children. This is officials within the age they had done in the 1980s and 1990s. <sighs> that, that's a shame. And you have actually got parents that, that are going along with this? Miller said the electric shock was used on students for the smallest infractions, even something as small as standing up or speaking without permission. Eventually, he began to observe that the students were horrified of the shock and they were rarely aggressive enough to require such a painful punishment. Wow. So, let's back this up here. So, we have a moral decision um, between, you know, in New, the state of New York and Virginia as far as when to abort, when not to abort, is it murder, is it not murder, right? So, that's what we talk about, right? And now, here's the story of court rules school can use electroshock as punishment for special needs students. People, where, 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 are the, where are the morals at? Where, where, where is the care, the love, the concern? Do you have parents that actually are going for it? Huh? You know, this is just crazy. 
And then you have a, a family court judge that says, it's okay. You can keep shocking them when they, didn't, they, they don't do right. These are special needs students. Now, I can hear the, the rattle going through some of y'all heads. See, that's why they just let them go on in the bottom. But really, if you're a parent, really, you, you would stand for this right here? Them shocking your child? And you think it feels so good, go and stick your finger in a light socket. See how you like getting shocked. This is ridiculous. And see, this judge needs to be removed from the bench, period. Because your morals should tell you it's wrong. Forget what's in those law books or whatever. The moral compass said, no. No, you don't do that. The special needs children at that? No. No, you don't do that. At all. Man, what's going on with this world? No, so this is just as bad as the, the, the full-term abortion thing. You know, so once again, it, it, it goes back to what do you do? What do you do? You go into abortion, or you have a child, your child comes out of special needs, and then be put in a school where they get shocked when they don't act right. You know, why Why do you even go through, why is there, are there even, a, 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 why do we even have to think about things like that? Why? Makes no freaking sense, man. <sighs> Makes no sense. Yes, I'm frustrated now because I, you know, when I read it before, I was like, uh, okay, okay, okay. But now that I read it and think about the, the, the New York's law, man, this is not good. That's not good at all. Not good at all. But anyway, let's move right along. Here's another interesting story I have for you. Um, 11-year-old is arrested for not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Here we go. 11-year-old was arrested for not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance following a confrontation at school over his refusal to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, which he reported called Racist Against Black People. The little boy was charged with disrupting a school function and resisting arrest without violence. Uh, spokesman Kennedy added that students are not required to stand for the pledge, which he said the teacher apparently did not know who was a substitute. Coley said in a press release that the board reportedly asked more than 20 times to leave the classroom. The sixth grader called the American flag racist and the national anthem offensive to black people. That's his right. He was taken to juvenile detention center and suspended for three days. Which shouldn't have happened. Which shouldn't have happened. Now, here we go. We have a student, a African American student, who decided he was not going to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. You have a substitute teacher. Okay? 
Now, I, I, I'm speculating on she's white and she's a Trump supporter. Okay, it didn't say, but I'm speculating on this. All right? Um, because there was a conversation during this whole thing where the, where the teacher said, well, if you don't like it, why do you live here? Go somewhere else to live. And the little black boy said, well, they brought me here. Okay. Um, I think me and Joe had a conversation about something similar to this. Uh, well, we were talking about uh, religion in school. And I think this falls along those lines of politics in school. Teachers, you know, hey, that's not, you know, it, 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 it's a fine line. You know, if the little boy didn't want to stand, you should not force that little boy to stand. Okay. Yes, this is a child, and yes, she's an adult. I know this. All right. I hear you. I hear y'all out there. I hear you. However, he lives in this country, and his it's his choice. It's free choice, free speech. We don't live in uh, communist China, communist Russia, or any place like that. We don't live there. Of course, some of y'all would suggest otherwise, but you know, that's neither here nor there. But this young man, freedom of speech. I don't want to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. The teacher, oh, you're going to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. The little boy, no, I'm not. It's racist. I don't like it. It's not. It's racist and not. It's bad for black people. Teach it. Well, then, if you don't like it so much, why are you here, little boy? Because, because they brought me here. Well, you need to leave then. Why I got to leave? This is my classroom. You the substitute teacher. I'm asking you. You got to leave. No, I'm not going nowhere. Then they get on the little walkie-talkies with them. We need to, uh, what they call a resource officer in my classroom immediately. Then now you have it blown out of proportion. Then your resource officer get there. Young man, I'm asking you politely to leave. I'm not going nowhere. Now the resource officer, he's in the back because this is an 11-year-old child. And if you put your hand on that child, that child hasn't done nothing. Oh, that's a bad publicity right there. So we, we can't do that. So we have to 20, 20, 20, uh, 20 times, 20 times. Now, what happened? After it's all said and done, the teacher's told she can no longer substitute in the class, in, in the district. And the little boy is taken to where? The juvenile detention center and suspended for three days. So what does that mean, y'all? That means this young boy, 11 years old, is now in the system. And what is he in the system for? Exercising his freedom of speech. And you know the other thing that's about to happen? From now on, anytime that young man says anything or gets in any trouble, hopefully he won't get in any more trouble. But if he does, he's a militant. He's an agitator. He's a troublemaker. 
all from this one one event, right? Yeah. And it's going to follow him. Someone down the line, he may forget about this whole situation. He may don't know. No, no more problems. Going to apply for a job somewhere. And this one little situation is going to come up right here. Honestly, he didn't deserve to be taken to no juvenile detention center. He didn't deserve to be suspended for three days. Now, his mom said, she wants the teacher to apologize because she was wrong, you know, school to apologize. No, you can keep your apology. But what I do want, I want that taken off my son's record. That's what I want. That should be the thinking behind it. I don't care if he was bad. And it says he was arrested. What it says? He was arrested for disruption and disrupting a school function and resisting arrest without violence. He's disrupted a school function. You standing up. And y'all know how we did back in the day, stand up, put your hand up. I pledge Jesus to the flag of the United States of America. Well, he didn't want to pledge allegiance to the flag. And that was his choice. That is his choice. He doesn't have to. Heck, you don't have to either. You choose to, but you don't have to. And honestly, most of you have no idea what that means when you say you play a allegiance to something. And truth be told, the majority out there probably wouldn't pledge allegiance to nothing. Because you don't believe in anything. You only believe what you're told. And there's a difference to believing what you're told and actually believing in something. You talk good game, but that's about the size of it. That's about as far as you're going to go with it. So back to this case right here, hey, my thing is, get that off his record. He shouldn't have been suspended. He shouldn't have been taken to no du- juvenile detention. Resisting arrest without violence. Because I said no. Because I didn't want to stand and play the Pledge uh, of Allegiance. What would what do you think would have happened if he said, No, I'm not pledging the allegiance and and got down on his knees and started praying? Can you imagine what would have happened then? Huh? Can you imagine what would have happened then? This is so crazy. Man, I, I seriously hope that they can get their games together here, because that that's raggedy. <laughs> that is just all right, raggy right there. But yeah, so that's 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 what we got, y'all. That's where we are in this country. We can shock. We can sh- we can shock um 
We can shock um, um, people, children, disabled, special needs. We can shock them. We arrest your children because they don't want to pledge allegiance to the flag. You have abortions, late-term abortions. Great place to live, huh? Then we got Mr. Smith making uh, making uh, deals with the Taliban over all that they won't tell you about. It's just amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. All right. We're going to move right along here. We're going to move right along. Um, here's an interesting case that um, has been in the news last couple of couple of um, days, not a couple of days, a couple of weeks rather. This this guy on Empire, Jesse Smollett. Yeah, this guy right here. But y'all don't know what Empire is. That's the show that comes on Fox about this this family that's um, in entertainment. Uh, that's the best I can tell you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't watch it myself. Uh, He's supposed to play a gay guy. He's supposed to actually be gay in real life, what have you. That's the best I can tell you about it. But anyway, supposedly he was attacked here a couple of weeks ago um, around Lupin downtown where he um, was supposed to beat up and had some chemical poured on him and had a noose tied around his neck. Okay. And there was a big, big thing. Everybody was sending out, you know, this is horrible. You know, even the politicians, this is horrible. This is just hate, blah, 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 blah. Well, there has been an interesting turn. Um, <laughs> there has been an interesting turn to this whole case. Um, apparently, word is coming out that he hired two actors, and one can be seen on the show with him to actually um, stage this beatdown or whatever. And um, now he's been investigated for making false claims, false claims. Apparently, the two brothers, which are from Nigeria, actually said um, he he paid them to participate in the alleged attack. Um, because you know, as police investigated, they could find they could find no video of this attack ever happening. Now, we know we live in a society now where cameras are everywhere, everywhere. And, and see, and that was the interesting thing about it to me when I first heard it. Because, number one, I said, okay, he said he had a chemical poured on him. Number one, and, you know, first thing you say chemical, first thing you think of bleach, uh, acid. But when you see pictures of him, there's no disfiguration, no discoloration. You know, he don't even like he got a black eye. Um. So that raised some red flags and stuff. That's why I never mentioned it. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting now that uh, they're they're really looking at bringing charges against him. The brothers told the detectives that Smollett paid them to participate in the alleged attack on January 29th, and that they purchased the rope which was found around Smollett's neck at a nearby hardware store. 
The source says detectives have evidence to corroborate sale, something the men's attorney has said. All right? Um, so here's a question. Why? Why? You know, why? Why go through this and, and, and you know, um, and make a statement, and then I see the attack of mass, and he said, this is mega country, the N-word, nigga. I'm going to say it like that. Punches me right in the face. So I punch his ass back. I think what people need to hear is just the truth. Now, here's the question. Whose truth are we hearing right now? All right? Number one, you got punched in the face. You punched him back. But there's no bruises. There's no bruises. You said you had chemicals poured on you. There's no evidence of, of scarring or anything, disfigurement or anything like that. And we know bleach burn the heck out of you. Acid do we must eat so wet. Lie. I mean, did he pee on you? What? But there was none of this. But you know what this case did illustrate, though? How quickly, and we said on the show all the time, how quickly people would just jump to conclusions, and because of the fact that they already have a predetermined belief of what people are and how people act in this country to where when they hear something like that, instead of waiting on facts, they automatically jump to it. That thing they call Twitter, that's a dangerous thing. Because, as you see, a lot of people have to go back and retract stuff they put on Twitter. Why? Because they don't take the time. Instead of wanting to always be in the now and the knowing and the good and the bad, sometimes you have to sit back and just pay attention and wait. It's okay not to be a part of the in crowd. It's okay not to be a part of the crowd that's standing up and saying, yeah, 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 yeah. And then come back later on, you got to put your tail between your legs because you just was wrong just like the rest of them. Now, rumors have it that, you know, that he was, be, he was about to be written off of the show. Now, I don't know because I got to say I don't watch the show. You know, I can't tell you anything about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is people need to stop jumping on bandwagon. They need to stop jumping. We say it all the time. Sometimes you just need to stop and research or better yet, just stop and wait and listen. And watch. You don't have to be a part of everything. Just sit back and watch. That social media, yeah, it's good, but it's bad at the same time. Because it can make you look like a fool if you if you ain't careful. Can. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, you have made national news. You have been on all the talk shows. And now the truth is coming out, supposedly, that you stayed, had paid these guys the stages. And what for? What for? Are you that insecure that you, you know, you just want to, uh, that much attention?
that's not a smart move, dude. If you thought you had a chance for for, for any other roles, if you are being written off the show, you just kid, you just knocked out all out the park. That's not happening now. That's not happening. That is not happening. Not to mention. Not to mention. Then you're going to bring the mega hat into it, too? So you're trying to get our sympathy from everything because I'm gay. I got beat up. Uh, no. There's no sympathy there for that either. Because you're, uh, you're just another part of the world now. I know that's mean, it? but it's fact. It's fact. Hold on for a minute. Let me see. I got somebody want to come in. All right, Triple One. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What you got for me? Hey, Eric. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Joe. How are you? Not bad. Not bad, thanks. Oh, I came to your show early. Then I was just lying down listening to it. And I, then I fell mm-hmm. asleep for about a half an hour. Mm. <laughs> thanks, Joe, for saying my show was boring. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to get in earlier, but no, oh, you know, I fell asleep, and then I just woke up now. And you're talking about what, um, uh, Jesse Smudget? Yeah. You know, it's a shame yeah. from what I read that the guy supposedly actually um, did this to himself because if you've ever watched the show, he's got talent. He's not a bad yeah. actor, but he's a great singer. Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. you got to watch the show. Because he's on, I think, um, I think he's on every episode. I haven't seen the latest uh, the latest shows. Um, I don't know when they started the new season. I presume it was probably about a month ago or so. But I saw um, I saw, um, I saw some of the episodes, uh, the prior episodes from, I think it's been out for about two or three years. And the guy okay. can sing. And I, so I don't know why he's written off the show. He, he must be a pain in the ass um, because I think he's probably a fan favorite. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, it makes no sense to me, Joe. I, I really don't understand. I mean, it's not a, it wasn't a smart move. He actually no. didn't do it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, because if I was the director of another show, I wouldn't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole now. <laughs> yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, the guy now, he just ruined his whole career. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he I guess he can go and, and, and try and, you know, do something in the music industry. You know, yeah. but as far as acting or what have you, nah, he's on his own. Yeah. Maybe if it was me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if it was me. Now, I heard you also, when I first got here, you, you were talking about the war. So um, I wanted. Did you, mm-hmm. did, you, did you bring up any new topic um, besides the wall, or do you want to continue on it? Um, the wall. No. I, hey, what you got to say about the wall? I, I guess I don't said everything I'm gonna say about it. You know, it's, it's not about the American people. It's about setting themselves up for 2020. Um, the man has said, you know, he didn't have to do it, but you know, he did it just to do something faster, which really is not going to happen because they're going to take him to court. He's going to be in court for probably past the 2020 elections, so it's still not going to be done, and blah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think he, I think he really means that he, he felt that he did have to do it because he didn't get the money that he wanted from the Democrats, 
So he declared the national emergency. People are now saying that he's overreaching, that he's going into, um, you know, he's going into his bag of tricks and coming out with, uh, with stuff like that. But every president has done national emergency um, EOs. So it's not right. unusual. You know? No, it's not. It's not. And, but now, no. yeah, you're right. They're going to take him to court because it's Trump. If it was anybody else, if it was Obama, they would have said, yay. If it was Bush, they would have said, yay, too. <laughs> but since it's Trump, <laughs> it's, it's a big no. You know, they don't want him you know, doing uh, anything. <laughs> you know, that's like I said, that's like I said earlier. You know, I said, y'all have to understand. You know, this is a political game that's been played for years, you know. Yeah. Now, you know, Democrats in a, in, a, in a spot where they can say, oh, it's payback time now. Remember what y'all did to Obama? Oh, we got you now. We're going to do the same thing and you see how you like it. And that's basically what's going on, tit for tat. But the only problem is Pelosi is in charge. And see, Pelosi is not no new, new person. She's been there a while. And she's been speaker of the House before. So she knows what she can and can't get away with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he he he's not just up against a a, a a rookie speaker of the house. You know Pelosi has a little juice behind her. So you know it, it's gonna be a battle. It, it's it definitely gonna be a battle. <laughs> yeah, uh, until Susan B. Anthony comes back down from the crowd and she starts talking to Susan B. Anthony again. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that woman is so full of nuts. She is. Uh, she belongs in the rubber room. Oh my God! Uh, Lord have mercy. Uh, I, I must admit, though, you and Yankee were right. Um, yeah, they, they can do late-term abortions. However, you know, uh-huh. there are some restrictions. There are some restrictions to that, but it can be done. Yeah. Late. So no, I, not just late-term I, I, abortions. They um I th- either in New York or Virginia they um they're allowing the full birth of the child. Well, no, they, the, the the what's her name? The lady in um, Virginia. Uh-huh. She was she was she tried to um yeah what's her name? Kathy Tran. She brought up legislation to do it, but it was it was voted down. It was voted oh down. yeah oh, okay. But yeah, she she brought up yeah, and she what she did she initially answered yes, and then when she got you know. Black back flow about it. Uh-huh. She went back and tried to correct herself. Yeah, but it was voted down anyway. They were like, oh, it no, was. that's not happening. So it's not a law then. Yeah. Okay. No, well, not until, no, it's not a law. Um, not in- yeah, not until the next time they vote. But for them to even bring it up yeah. this time around, you know, and to have the publicity that they had around it, um, they got a pair of, you know, Cunionis to do that. I mean, seven states now, if I'm correct, are now trying to do this late-term abortion thing. To me, you know, this is, this is going to be this is going to sound very paradoxical. I'm for abortion, but not for the reason that they say. You know, um, I believe that. I remember last time. I think you and P were talking about. Um, there's a guy in India who said he wanted to sue his parents because he wanted to, you know. Yeah. Why did you bring me into this world? Well, I'm I'm kind of like I have I haven't believed in that kind of philosophy, not the same kind that he does because he he wants to sue his parents based upon the premise you should have asked me first. Well, you can't ask somebody who's not born yet, you know. So I'm not 
I don't subscribe to that particular part of it. But I also believe that most people, um, even Americans, you know, I think if you were to ask them if they were if they died, and if they had the chance to come back again, and they had to relive their whole life the exact same way, I think 98% of the spirits would say, "Not me. <laughs> no, I stay dead. Thank you very much." <laughs> you know. No, I'm not going to experience yeah. the same crap I had to go through before. No. So I'm for abortion because I believe that the child, um, a lot of times, a lot of babies are brought out of the planet simply because the parents can bring them, but they don't mm. care for the child properly. And I think most, mm. a lot of kids um, have miserable lives. A lot of adults have miserable lives. So I think... If you can kill the baby in the womb, then I think you're doing the baby a favor. Mm. So that's my that's my uh, philosophy, you know. But I also yeah. acknowledge that it's 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 the killing, you know, that life starts at yeah. conception. But you are killing a human being, but I think you're doing it for the better. I think you're doing it for the benefit of the human, you know. Oh. Interesting. I, I can't get with you on that one, Joe. I know, I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I can't get with you on that one. I mean, I, be, I, I do understand. Yeah. Huh? I would presume you're, you're for uh, pro-life. You want a baby born yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Well, under certain situations, you know, if it's harming, if it's going to harm the mother or harm the baby, then no. If it's stillborn, no. But... You know, just because you feel like you can't take care of them, no, I, no. What no. about if the what about if the woman's raped? I believe that if the woman's raped, doesn't want uh, the well, baby from the uh, stranger. Yeah, well, see, that's that 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 should be left up to her. That's her decision. Then. Well, in my yeah. opinion, that's her decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you can't say just because rape you. Okay, you got raped. You go, we're gonna abort this baby. No, you know, because she still may want the child. You know, now if she's mentally unstable, then you know maybe she needs to go and see a psychiatrist or first to help her with mm-hmm. the decision. But just to come out and say no, you know, have an abortion? Uh, no, nah, I can't see that. Can't no, see I don't that. mean to force her to have an abortion, but there are people who will say, well, even though you're raped and you were brutally mm-hmm. raped, you should still have the baby. Mm-hmm. There are people who believe, well, you were raped. Let's kill the baby, and then there are those who say, "Well, you were raped. Let's let even though you were raped, you should have the baby, and raise this child like his like he or she is your own out of love, even though you were raped." And I'm saying, that's the stupidest wow. crap to me because if you uh, rape well, somebody, it, it, oh. well, no, it, it's, you know what though, if you really look at it, you know, yes, she may have been raped, but. If she carries that child for nine months, it is her child, regardless. Now, the question is the, the, the mental capacity. Will she have the mental capacity to care for that child without holding what happened, happened to her against the child? I still yeah, I know what you mean, but to me, it's still all academia. I think that a person should put themselves in the shoes of somebody. I think people think that if a woman is raped, all she did was lay on her back, the guy forced her down, raped her, and then left. 
Now there is there are situations where the girl is beaten, teeth teeth are knocked out, um, ribs are broken, noses are broken, because the girl is brutally raped, and now you got a child as a result of that beating. I you know uh, no, uh, I put myself yeah. in the place well, of the woman, you know. Uh-uh. Yeah. You know, like I said, that, that would depend on the woman, though. And you you would have to leave that up to women. You can't really say yeah and nay one way or the other. But that well, would I believe depend you're on the it up to her. Yeah, that that would depend on the woman. If she feels like she can handle it, she want to, you know, have the child, then let her have it. If she feels like, no, nah, this is too many bad, you know, she she abort it. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's one of those 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 situations where. It's hard to, to, you know, unless you're in that situation or know someone that has been in that situation where, you you know, they can share the experience, it, it's yeah. really hard to, to you know, uh, speculate on. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I do identify with the woman who has been brutally raped. Even if, even if she wasn't brutally raped, she still was mm-hmm. taken beyond her, uh, her control. She was powerless. I believe she does have the right to choose. So I'm not, you know, I believe that um, if she chooses to kill the baby, I'm all for it. But there are people who will say, well, you can't kill the baby. And I'm saying, you weren't raped. You didn't have your teeth knocked out. You don't don't walk around with black eyes for a few months. You didn't have your nose broken. You're not humiliated by the fact that you were raped. And you're going to say that you're a stranger and you're telling this woman, that she has to carry the term, the, the child that's going to remind her of the night that she was brutally beaten and raped? No. Yeah, yeah. But then, again, you know, there's those out there that are going to start yelling as well. No, she needs to avoid it because she ain't going to do nothing but get on welfare and the government will have to take care of her. You know, you have those those individuals out there as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the yeah. reasons why she should abort it. I'm not saying that the government should step in and force her to, but if she's thinking of stuff like, you know, well, I don't, I don't want to be on welfare, I can't afford the child, to me, those are good reasons. Because if you can't afford to, to raise your child the way that a human being should be raised, do not impose your your values on this poor child. This child deserves as much warmth and love and discipline and um, and care from people who gave birth to it as, you know, mm-hmm. as every every human being on the planet should. Right. I agree. I agree. I do agree. You, you know, that's so one of the reasons why I don't have kids is because I felt if I was going to get married and actually have children, I would have to spend time with them, and I wanted to send my kids, if I were to have any, to go to private school. If I can't afford that, right, then I don't want to. I don't want to raise my children in an environment which is going to give them not a step up, but maybe a step back. I would always feel guilty. Okay, that's an interesting point there. That's you, you've given that some thought. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why. That's why you know. To me, marriage is a, is a, you know, I don't 
Well, I think marriage, if it works, is great. But when it doesn't work, mm. it's hell. And then you've got children? Your children, you know, you're the result of supposedly loving your uh, your husband or your um, or your wife, and you still have those kids, regardless of whether you're divorced or staying together. You've got to take care of those. Your number one responsibility, outside of yourself, are children. If you can't take care of those kids, don't have them. So I didn't have them. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Uh, Joe, I think you would have been all right for you. You've been all right, Father. Oh, I think I would have been a great father, but there are circumstances I would have made, you know, if if I were, but suppose I was, suppose I would have been wrong, and I wouldn't have made this Mm -hmm. great father. Suppose I wouldn't have had the patience that I think that I would have had with children, Mm -hmm. right? Or suppose I married somebody Uh who said to me, and this happened in my family, that the wife says, uh, I can't have children, or I won't have children, don't worry, I'll tie my tubes, or I'll get an abortion. And then when the child comes along, well, it's my choice, honey. I know we slipped up, but you know it's my choice, and I love this baby. And now she wants to mm-hmm. bring it to uh, onto this planet, but that I'm going to have to take care of a child that I don't want because you want it? Hmm. Mm. You better you better size yourself up for a coffin. <laughs> that is true. Oh Lord, have mercy. All right, Joe. Well, we got four minutes left, man. We ain't gonna go over tonight. Okay. So, yeah. But um, give me some last words before we get out of here. I'm glad I got well, to talk to you about uh, that portion tonight, though. All righty, everybody listening, have a good week—not just a weekend, but enjoy the rest of your week until Friday. Um, be safe. Be aware of politics because politics affects our every um, every part of our lives and every part of our decisions, even if we don't realize it. So be safe and peace out. And I'll see you next time, Eric. <laughs> All right, Joe. Be good out there, man. Stay out the cold. Yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, Joe. What a great show. All right. We'll be back here Friday. Hopefully, everybody have a great week. Uh, for those who had to be off, hope you enjoyed it. For those who don't, oh well, maybe next time. All right. But until Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific, this has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, give an open heart, but make sure you give yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself for everything else. It's just groovy. All right, going to take you out of here with some ragged, bone man, and skin. See y'all Friday, man. Have a good week. We out of here. When I heard that sound, when the walls came down, I was thinking about you, about you. When my skin grows old, when my breath runs cold, be thinking about you, about you. Seconds from my heart, a bullet from the door, helpless I surrender.
almost love. It was almost love. It was almost love. It was almost love. When I heard ourselves in vain how tragic is this game turn around i'm holding on someone but the love is gone carrying the load with wings that feel like stone knowing that we nearly fell so far now it's hard to tell yeah we came so close it was almost love it was almost love. It was almost love. When I Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.